1: As much as I'd like to think I would have passed the test of faith that confronted Noah, (laughs) I'm not so sure I would have. Join us today as Pastor Andrew explains how daunting the task God presented to Noah was and how much faith it took to execute God's plan in this message, Noah, a man of faith. He'll be teaching from a number of scriptures, so get pen and paper ready as we begin. Noah found favor with God because like his great grandfather Enoch Noah walked with God and was blameless. This does not mean that Noah was sinless, but rather that he was a man of integrity. He possessed a righteous character. He was a man of purity in the midst of a perverted and wicked generation. My friend, this is a perverted generation that we're living in today, and God needs a man, God needs a woman. God needs a a teenager. God needs a young adult that will stand and live holy in an unholy world. In Genesis chapter 5 verse 22 it says, and Enoch walked with God and he was not, for God took him. God enjoyed Enoch's presence so much that God just said, I just love you so much, I'd rather have you here than to stay there and all that wickedness. And one day he was walking with God and all of a sudden, he was translated. He went instantly in the presence of God without dying, you see, my friend. And that is a picture of the rapture. Enos, great grandson Noah also walked with God. The scripture says in Genesis chapter 6, verse 9b, Noah walked with God. And parents, that's why it's important that you hand down your faith. You need to be walking with God and model living for God so your children can catch the vision and your grandchildren can catch the vision and your great-grandchildren c- can catch the vision. Daddy, you lay hand on that boy. You lay hands on that girl and you pray. Daddy They they ought to come and stumble in that room and see you on your knees, granddaddy even, talking to almighty God. You ought to talk to your children about God in the morning. Talk to your children about God uh, at noonday. Talk to your children about God at night. Matter of fact, the best time to talk to them about God is when they're in the car and they can't go nowhere. (laughs) Talk to God. Talk to God. So so when you die, your children can say, my mama talked talk to God. I can still hear my daddy's prayer ringing in my ear. So my daddy live, so I shall live. I am what I am because of what my daddy and what my mama and what my great aunt and what my grandma taught me. Stop saying you don't want any children. Children are a blessing from God. Stop saying that children are too expensive. You were expensive too. Thank God for children. Thank God for children. Thank God for children. Children, you ought to thank God for your parents. You can open that refrigerator and get whatever you want out. You ought to be saying, thank you, mama. Every time you drink that water, that water ain't free to their pocketbooks. That's right. Thank you, Daddy. When they say clean the room, you heard the first time. Clean the room. When they say do the homework, do the homework. When they say come here, you come now. When they say cut something off, you cut something off. Don't have selective hearing. They're going to have to do something selective on you. Love your parents. Honor your parents. Respect your parents. You need to give your parents a hug and a kiss and tell them how much you love them. they are orphans all over this world wish they could be sitting in your place. Be thankful and don't have a eat all your food. I don't care if you don't like it. Somebody can't eat. Parents, stop trying to, stop asking your children what they want to eat. Put the food out. They get hungry enough, they'll eat it. You don't have to give it to Fido. You don't have to give it to Lassie. Just leave it there long enough. They'll eat it. They'll eat it. (laughs) Oh, my friends. God instructed Noah to build the ark with gopher wood. Say gopher wood which was a strong, durable, sturdy wood that was available during the time of Noah. God also told Noah to cover the inside and outside of the ark with pitch. This was some kind of waterproof substance used to keep water from penetrating the ark. Genesis chapter 6, verses 14 and 15, along with verse 22, it says, Make yourself an ark of gopher wood. Make rooms in the ark and cover it inside and outside with pitch. And this is how you, Noah, shall make it. The length of the ark shall be 300 cubits, its width 50 cubits, and its height 30 cubits. Verse 22 Thus Noah did. I love that. Man, w- wouldn't the church be awesome if we follow Noah? We keep seeing, Thus Noah did, according to all that the Lord had commanded him, so he did. I like that again. Thus Noah did, according to all that God commanded him, so he did. I believe I said one more time, thus Noah did, according to all that God commanded him, so he did. What if that's the theme of your life? The church would be a mighty army. What if that was the theme of your life? Children would be mighty children. We would turn this world upside down if we had the attitude and the obedience of Noah. Thus Noah did according to all that God commanded him. So he did. With all this cubic talk in this passage, what is a cubit? A cubit is an ancient unit of measurement. The length of the forearm from the elbow to the longest tip of the finger. A cubit comes from the Latin word cubitum, which means elbow. Most Bible scholars believe the biblical cubit to have been about 18 inches. In other words, in today's measurements, the ark that Noah built was about 450 feet long, 75 feet wide, and 45 feet high. It was shaped like a huge box, and the volume of space in the ark was approximately 1.4 million cubic feet. It had three decks, one window, and one door. It was designed to float on the water. It didn't need energy. It did not need coal. It did not even need a rudder because God was the captain of that ark didn't need all that when they went in God and so many words say now just sit down and let me handle the business of keeping this ark afloat you don't need a rudder. you don't need gas you don't need oil you don't need coal just build a like I, I'll take care of it all just do what I say and you will be all right and let me tell you something that's good news today you just do what God tells you to do even when it don't make sense and I declare to you today my friends you will be all right Noah found favor in the eyes of God because he was a preacher of righteousness, warning the ungodly of God's imminent judgment to come. In 2 Peter 2, 5, it says, and did not spare the ancient world, but saved Noah. One of eight people, a preacher of righteousness, bringing in the flood on the world of the ungodly. Nor was a preacher of righteousness. And oh, how we need some preachers of righteousness today. We don't need people with little poems and little sayings. We don't need sermonettes. Sermonettes make Christianette. We don't need little little sayings and little shorties. We need somebody that can stand bold and flat-footed and preach the uncompromising God. Gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. We don't need wimps in the pulpit. We need strong folk in the strong people in the pulpit. That's not a shame of your faces. If you want me to preach shorter, start smiling because when you frown, I'm thinking you're not getting the message and it's going to make me have to preach to you a little bit longer. So if you want me to shorten this message, better show everything. You got teeth wise. Noah was a preacher of righteousness in a spiritually dead land in which he preached for 120 years. He may not have appeared to be successful from the world's perspective because only his family got into the ark after 120 years of preaching. Isn't that something? Preaching that long and only his family get aboard that ark. However, Noah was successful from God's perspective even though not from the world's perspective, he was successful from God's perspective Perspective in that he obeyed God and remained faithful to God in the midst of a perverted and wicked generation. Even in ministry today, so many saints look at success as great big buildings. Many saints look at success as large congregations. So many saints today look at a, the success of a church with great big million dollar budgets, so many churches and people look at success with popularity and how many baptism and how many were added to the church membership. My friend, Noah had none of this. And yet God was pleased with him and blessed him because he was faithful and did what God told him to do, even though he didn't receive the results, see the results that he thought he would see. Don't you just be faithful. Say be faithful. Just be faithful. Just be God blesses faithfulness. The faithfulness of Noah pleased God. Let's transition now to God's instructions to Noah. God's instruction to Noah. The account is found in Genesis chapter 6 verses 17 through 22. It says, And behold, I myself am bringing flood waters on the earth to destroy from under heaven all flesh in which is the breath of life. Everything that is on the earth shall die. But I will establish my covenant with you, Noah, and you shall go into the ark, you, your sons, your wives, and your sons' wives with you. And of every living thing of all flesh, you shall bring two of every sort in the ark to keep them alive with you. And they shall be male and female, of the birds after their kind, of animals uh, after their kind, and of every creeping thing on, on the earth after its kind. Now, some of y'all wouldn't get on that ark because of, because of all those creeping things. You start looking at the spiders and the worms. and I ain't getting on that ark. You better get yourself on that ark and get over those You're going to die. Some of y'all have died because you wouldn't get on the ark because of bugs. (laughs) Because of bugs. Creeping, creepy things on the earth after its kind. Two of every kind will come to you to keep them alive. And you shall take for yourselves all the food that is eaten. Just, in other words, whatever's clean and edible. Nor put it on. Put it on. Just stack up. Just keep stacking up. I'll keep the count. Don't even count. Just stack. Put it in there. Put it corn. Put it in there. Collard greens. Put it in there. Put it in there. Yeah, cabbage. Put it in there. Uh-huh. Put it in there. Pairs. Put it in there. That's right. Put it in there. Keep putting it in there. Put it in. Put it in. Put it in. Fill it up. And you shall gather it to yourself. And it shall be food for you and for them. Who is them? The animal kingdom and the bugs. Thus Noah did according to all that God... I love that theme again. Here it is again. Thus Noah did according to all that God commanded him, so he did. My friend, God tells Noah that he's going to destroy all flesh which has breath of life and gives Noah specific instructions to preserve his life, to preserve his family, as well as others who would heed God's warning through Noah which they did not do. The scripture says in Genesis chapter 6, verse 17, And behold, I myself am bringing floodwaters on the earth to destroy from under heaven all flesh in which is the breath of life. Everything that is on the earth shall die. My friend, I submit to you today that God is never foggy with his instructions. He is never ambiguous with his instruction and he is never unclear with his instructions, which means we can never say we didn't obey God because we did not understand what God instructed us to do. God is always direct and he's always clear with his divine instructions as to what he will have us to do. My friend, Noah comprehensively prepared the ark as God instructed and left no detail undone. Now some of y'all, if y'all were in Noah's shoes, you'd have sunk that ark. You'd have sunk the ark. You say, how? Because you'd have cut corners like some of you do in school. You 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 get cliff notes and this and that. You Google everything. Don't learn to you pretend you know stuff. And you, people cheating and cutting, sliding and just trying to get by. Some of you doing just enough to get by. And you know what? If Noah had done, just enough to get by, he'd have sunk that up. He had to build it precisely. He had to build it with precision. He had to build it accurately. He had to build it patiently. He had to build it in the wisdom of God. He didn't cut a corner. He didn't take shortcuts. He worked hard and he did it just like God said. You know why some of y'all can't make the progress you ought to be making? Because you take too many shortcuts in your life. You want the easy way, but everything that's worth some is not easy. You got to pay the price. You got to roll up your sleeve. And sometimes you have to work by the sweat of your brow if you're going to make progress in this life. Partial obedience would have been fatal to Noah and to all who were in the ark because the slightest deviation from God's instruction would have put the ark at risk of destabilization and sinking. But here we go again. In Genesis chapter 6, verse 17, it says, Thus Noah did according to all that God commanded him, so he did. There that theme is again. I'm trying to drive that point home. Why don't you repeat that after me? If it's good for Noah, it's good for us today. Amen? Repeat after me. Thus Noah did. did. according According to all that God commanded him. So he did. Now, you said it kind of weak because, you, you know, you know you, I, I want you to get this in your spirit. I want it to resonate in your spirit. And I want you to say it a little bit louder. You know, when you get upset, you talk loud. I want you to talk in joy and enthusiasm so that you, whatever God tells you to do, you do it because God told you to do it. Now, I want you to raise the voice and I want you to say it again. Thus, nor did, did, according to all that God commanded him. So he, so he did. Now stand up. I'm gonna change this thing on you without tampering with Holy Scripture. Thus I, will do Thus I will do according to all that God tells me. According to all that God tells me, so I will do. So, I will do. so, help, me God. so help me God. Now don't be lying in God's house. Have a seat. Thus, nor did, according to all that God commanded him, so he did. We must obey God, even when His instructions do not make sense. And does not seem logical to our little, small human, finite minds. nor had a very difficult assignment, but in his heart he knew that with God, all things are possible. God specializes in doing things that don't make sense. You can't put God in a box. God is so wide you can't go around him. So high you can't go over him. He got so much depth you can't go under. He got so much width you can't go through it. Listen, just accept God for what he's saying and just do it even when it doesn't make sense. My God is a big God. Some of you don't get anywhere because your dream's too little. But you got. if God is that big, you ought to have big dreams. If God is that big, you ought to have big plans. God, God is that big, you ought to be doing big things for God. You ought to have a big vision for God. God wants to use you in a big way right this very moment. Noah had a very difficult assignment, but in his heart he knew that with God all things are possible. For the Scripture says in Hebrews eleven seven, by faith Noah, being divinely warned of things not yet seen, moved with godly fear, prepared an ark for the saving of his household. My friends, don't expect people to understand what God is telling you to do. Don't try to get uh, permission from man, man will cause you to miss your blessing. Following people. Stop following people. Follow God. Don't follow the politician. Follow God. Don't follow the television. Follow God. Don't follow the media. Don't follow social media. Follow God. Don't follow a fool lest they make a fool out of you. You follow God. I have made up my mind to follow Jesus. No turning back. If no one joined me, still I will follow. No turning back. No turning back. The cross uh, b- before me, the world behind me, I have decided to follow Jesus. Some folk will send you straight to hell when you're following people that are hell bound. My friend, I submit to you don't expect people to understand what God is telling you to do. People will often respond through ridicule. I imagine Noah had the mockery. I imagine Noah had the negativity and skepticism. Just hear and obey the voice of Almighty God. Genesis chapter seven, verse five says, and Noah, there it is again. And Noah did according to all that the Lord commanded him, and Noah did all that the Lord had commanded him, and Noah did all that the Lord had commanded him. Noah was the talk of the town. He was a talk of the town. Matter of fact, not just the town, he was a talk of the whole region. I bet he made. The, uh, I bet he made the, the 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 chronicle of the times of the post of the times. Uh, he was the talk of the region. Let's take the account of Noah now and shift it from way back yonder all the way to here right now in the twenty first century. If he were building the ark today, and we had never seen rain, this event would have been the top news story on Fox News, CNN, and social media. The whole world would be watching. Marketing strategists would commercialize the event, sell tickets, and make millions. Then there come the slow tour buses that would slowly drive by, and the announcer on the bus would say, here's a crazy preacher who is building on Ark because he says there's an imminent flood are coming that's going to destroy the whole world. He is telling us to cry out. He is telling us to repent and he's telling us to turn to God for salvation. The own looker's would call Noah, if it were today, a lunatic. They would call him senseless. He he says it's going to rain. The meteorologists say Noah's prediction is real irrational because it has never rained before. Matter of fact, what is rain? Yet Noah and his family ignored the naysayers. Noah and his family ignored the mockers. Noah and his family ignored the laughters and the skeptics and kept building the the org let me tell you something if they call you names you keep talking about Jesus you keep building the org if they look at you kind of funny don't worry about them looking realize Jesus is your help in the time of storm just keep preaching the word just keep living the word keep being that gospel example don't you dare bow down to the bells of America you stand your ground and you testify that Jesus is God and he's Lord all by himself and you keep building in the kingdom for the glory of God. Noah had a long, difficult, divine assignment, and yet he refused to quit. He kept on building, and he kept on building, and he kept on preaching, and he kept on building. 120 years building, preaching, building, preaching, preaching, building, preaching, building, building, preaching, even though he didn't see the fruits of his labor. Yet so many in ministry today and in the Lord's today have no problem quitting. They leave ushering. They leave Sunday school. They leave prayer meeting, they leave the choir, they leave the media, they get tired, but they drag themselves to work to make to make that extra dollar. Little drop of rain, you stop and won't even come to church, but you go to work in a flood. My friend, God is getting tired of these so-called coasting little to no good saints. Yet so many in ministry today have no problem quitting and leaving their divine assignment and others haven't even got started. Some of you, if you were to die today, there will be no adjustments that have to be made in the church. There'll be no vacancies in the ensemble, no vacancies in the tutorial ministry, no vacancy in the prison ministry, no vacancy in the homeless ministry that we have, no vacancy in the media ministry, no vacancies in the children's ministry. Nothing has to change because you, all you did was come and heat up a seat and go home and eat your pork chops. Where is your passion and where is your commitment? Saints, quit because of unappreciation. They quit because of disrespect. They quit because of burnout. They quit because they become weary in well-doing. They quit because they become distracted. They quit because they lose their focus. They quit because there are levels of pleasures more than being lovers of God. They quit because they pursue money and they they rather work all day than to come to a prayer meeting. And often they quit because they're discouraged. My friend, Noah preached for 120 20 years, and I'm quite sure he had some of these excuses and challenges, but he kept on keeping on, and he did what God told him to do. Yet Noah kept his focus on God and completed his divine assignment, which blessed him, which blessed his family, and which blessed the animal kingdom. Beloved, like Noah, your obedience can become a blessing to others, and your rebellion can become a liability to others. 1 Corinthians 15 58 says, therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that your labor is not in vain after a while. Let me tell you something, your labor is not in vain. Life circumstances uniquely affect people differently, yet God's love, grace, and mercy are limitless. The good news is God's word is uniquely sufficient.